Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 8, continued. Section 8. Only that blind faith that carries me through. Because Archbishop Perrier was her superior, Mother Teresa was expected to write a report to him at least once a month. She was to report about her spiritual life, the concerns of her community, and their apostolate. She also sought his counsel or permission on certain points. In this correspondence with him, she shared, for the most part, the ordinary details of daily life, but occasionally she remarked on her darkness. These seemingly casual references give a glimpse of the depth of her interior trial and the magnanimity of her response. December 15th, 1955. Your Grace, in 1956... It will be the first ten years since Jesus spoke of the work. May we have the coming year as a Eucharistic year for our society. We will try to spread through the slums the love and true devotion to the Blessed Sacrament in thanksgiving for our society. On the 12th of December, it was beautiful. Thank you for coming. 130 little ones. Really, the words of our Lord are being fulfilled. The blind, the lame, the sick, the poor, I want them. From Shishu Bravin, Home for Children, we had 12. I am enclosing the work of the sisters for 1956. I have written down all that they do so that it will give you a better look into their work. God has been very wonderful to use the poor instruments of his work. For the whole of my heart, God has been very wonderful to use the poor instruments for his work. With the whole of my heart, I can say, I claim absolutely nothing in all these, only that the sisters and I have let God use us to the full. I would be very happy if you wrote a letter to all the sisters. They would be very much helped. We have more than any other congregation, right? We have more than any other congregation has to a right on your love and care because we are your very own. It is because of you that we are. Next year, there seems to be about 10 or 12 vocations. When they will write officially, I shall write to you. The sisters are doing very well. Even Sister M has changed completely. I really have much to thank God. I am writing long before Christmas because during those days you have plenty to do. Will you be able to come for Holy Mass on the 28th? May I take the sisters to Bandel on the 31st of December? We are having our Christmas tree. That is, treat at St. Lawrence. 
we have plenty to do to prepare for 2400 and to find conveyance for all of them. God has provided. He will provide again. The Marian Society ladies have brought new clothes for 1,212 slum Catholic children. To the Hindus, we shall give in September doing pujas and the Muslim children later on. We have got a new harmonium. May I send you our old one for some mission station? May I send you our old one for some mission station? It was in good order, but Reverend Father Bowens kept it in St. Teresa's for a long time. Now it is not so good. There is a wonderful spirit of sacrifice among the sisters. The crib is nearly full with straw. For Christmas, we shall send you some for your crib. Captain Cheshire gave me a first-class relic of the little flower, given to him by Celine. In return, I gave him my rosary. His work and our work will complete each other. He was very much impressed by Nermal Rende. Pray for me, for within me everything is icy cold. It is only that blind faith that carries me through. For in reality, to me, all is darkness. As long as our Lord has all the pleasure, I really do not count. I beg a renewal of my general permissions to give, to receive, to spend for the sisters and the society, for our poor and all those who need our help and are dependent on us. May I also have the permission to give the required permissions to the sisters. And I beg to be admonished for all my faults. Your devoted child in J.C., Mother Teresa, M.C. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Counselor of Popes, Voice of Prophecy, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why is Mother Teresa so careful about getting permissions? Why does she ask to have these permissions renewed? Because she wants to live under obedience. She wants to do not her own will, but the will of him who sent her. And Mother Teresa was firmly convinced that the path of obedience for a Christian passes through the church. For we cannot separate Christ and his body, the head from the members. We cannot have Christ without the church. We cannot separate Christ 
from his bride, the church. There are different images of the church. The church is the bride of Christ because she is distinct yet united. She's the body of Christ because she is so completely one with him. They are one mystical person. He who hears you, Jesus said to the apostles, hears me. And Archbishop Perrier was a successor of the apostles. He had the fullness of holy orders. And Mother Teresa believed that through her obedience to him, by submitting her will to him, by doing what she was doing with his blessing and his permission, she was honoring Jesus Christ. And what was the goal of her life? To honor Jesus Christ. To give him pleasure. As long as he is pleased, she says, that's what matters. But when did Jesus show us obedience? To the eternal father. I came, he said, not to do my will, that is my human will, my lower human will, but the will of him who sent me. I came to do the divine will. When he came into the world, the Son of God said, Lo, I come to do your will. A body you have prepared for me. Okay, so Jesus did the will of his eternal Father. That was his food. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. But when did Jesus ever give us an example of being obedient to a mere human person? He went down with them and was obedient to them, we read in St. Luke's Gospel. After he was found in the temple, after three days of being lost, he went down with them, that is, his father and his mother. Your father and I, Mary said, have been looking for you. Why have you done this to us? Our Lord was obedient to Mary, but also to St. Joseph, to them. He saw in St. Joseph the shadow of his eternal father. He saw in the fatherhood of Joseph a reflection of his eternal father. And he submitted that will of his to Joseph's. He did what Joseph asked him. So let us ask Mary and Joseph tonight to pray for us. That we too will be obedient that we too will find in the church our true peace, our true happiness, that we will find in the church prudence in government, that we will find gentleness so that our obedience may seem to us very reasonable. But even at times, if it seems hard, we know that the example of Christ shows us that obedience is blessed by the Lord. Oh Lord, give us the will that you had. Give us the will to do your will. Give us the will not to do our own will, but the will of those you've put above us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.